Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. Welcome to episode one, harnessing the power of the moon phases and your menstrual cycle. We are so excited for this episode. Yeah, this is a big topic. It's a big one. And we have been trying to come up with a way to cover all of the info that we want to cover without this being a 10 hour episode. (laughs) Yes. So we'll try our best. We'll do our very best in this one, but it it is a really important topic and it's one that we want to talk about, um, particularly the menstrual cycle aspect, because it's something that is so taboo and really not spoken about, but really it's something that should be understood and celebrated, um, and lent into. And as witches, that's part of what we are all about yeah connecting to our bodies connecting to the earth and I feel part of this disconnect from our bodies Mm. is being disconnected from the menstrual cycle absolutely and there hasn't been enough education well I know in my life but certainly in the last couple of years that I've really understood uh the the impact and and how I can work um and be empowered Exactly. Yep. Completely agree. I mean, I went to an all girls school and I feel like it's same only in the last few years, you know, with my studies that I've actually learned about what my body is doing every month, (laughs) which is crazy. Like even at an all girls school that we don't fully learn that we're not given the power to understand what is happening biologically. Yeah, so we're going to attempt to yes <laughs> give you some empowering information. Exactly. And so let's start with going back to the ancient times. Em. Let's do it. Uh, and so what I find is really interesting is a little bit of the witchy aspect. Mm. The ancient Egyptians actually used their menstrual blood and they incorporated it into spell casting and medical treatments. Love it. So this just goes to show you how how powerful mm-hmm. uh, and how sacred the menstrual cycle yeah. um, used to be revered as. Yeah. Uh, and it's only in our modern times that it started to become that taboo yeah. topic. And I can't help but feel like has that been the case because women and our menstrual cycles are so powerful and so sacred that potentially what has happened by that kind of suppression of education and information Mm. is a bit of a power play, dare I say it? Definitely. (laughs) Let's talk about the patriarchal. (laughs) (laughs) We might need to do another episode on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is the thing. The menstruating women were considered to have special powers Mm. during their menstruation. And if it wasn't used properly, they could cause harm to others. Like the tribe yeah. leaders really believe that. So most of the the ancestral women, when they menstruated at the same time because our cycles sync up 
and it was usually around the new moon that they would bleed mm. and they would go into um, huts. They called them moon huts. And so all the women were together and it was really a time where they came together as a community and what they did when they were together is they did these rituals for the good of the community and when they came out of seclusion they um, came back to the tribes and told them visions and wisdom that they gained during this time and so in their communities they were really honored and respected yeah it's amazing for, for their knowledge mm. and from the visions because when we are bleeding when we're menstruating this is when we're connected to you know our intuition mm. and um yeah so it was incredibly powerful mm. and i think um it just goes to show how intrinsically linked the menstrual cycle and the moon cycle are and that's what we really really want to uncover today is how um, powerful it is to not only lean into your menstrual cycle and what's happening biologically but then also what's happening in nature at the same time because weirdly enough both cycles kind of run in the same length and both have four distinct phases to them. Yeah, so have you ever wondered how it is that our universal calendar has, you know, 29, mm. 30, 31 days mm. um, in them and it's directly connected to the woman's fertility cycle? Yeah, and at the same time, you know, our, our bodies are made up of approximately 70% water and we know that the moon has an impact on the tides and we can see that and we can measure that. Um, so it's, yeah, a, a little bit hard to deny that the moon is going to have an impact on us. And, I mean, that's where the term lunatic comes from, lunar yes. as in moon. Yeah. Yeah, and in Vedic astrology, which is a lunar-based system, mm. the moon is the most important planet mm. because it is connected to our mind and our emotions, like you said, mm. is connected to, um, you know, that's where that phase lunatic comes from because mm. it does impact um, our minds and our emotions. And so, yeah, we really see that as in Vedic astrology, heavily linked to fertility, but um, yeah, a really powerful way to understand ourselves. Mm. And, you know, again, link, linking this back to the, the witch um, topic, um, you know, Mother Earth, and then we refer to the moon as Grandmother Moon. So, yeah, that really beautiful connection between the two as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you walk us through a little bit of the science and we mix it yeah. with a little bit of the witchy as well. Let's do a little bit of a science woo-woo fusion. <laughs> so I guess I'll start off by kind of giving you a, a brief, very, very brief overview of our menstrual cycle, which um, actually comprises two cycles. So our ovarian cycle and our, our uterine cycle. So both of these are, are cycling Um and coming together to make our, our overall menstrual cycle. Our menstrual cycle starts on day one of our bleeding, um, of our menses, and carries through to our next period. And typically our menstrual cycle is going to, or we're going to get a period every sort of 21 to 35 days normally, um, with kind of 28, 29, 30 being that kind of ideal number. Now, our menstrual cycle scientifically is going to um, combine our brain, our ovaries and our uterus all working together and the way that they work together is through the secretion and, and production of 
um, several hormones, which we're going to dive a little bit deeper into. So let's break this cycle down and let's talk about the moon phases as well as the menstrual phases. So our first phase um, is our menstrual phase, uh, our bleed. And our menstrual um, phase is literally, uh, you know, menstruation is literally that shedding of our uterine lining, which is, is why we bleed. And um, typically a period lasts sort of anywhere from three to seven-ish days. Um, most women, it's about five days. Um, and this is our kind of winter time. It's our slowing down time. It's when all of our hormone levels are really low. It's where our temperature, our, our basal body temperature is, is much lower. Um, and because all of our hormone levels are lower, our neurochemicals, our neurotransmitters, those brain messengers um, that are responsible for influencing our energy and our motivation, they're also much lower. So that is why this is a time that yeah, is our, our winter or our dark moon time, um, lower energy. And we, we really want to feel into that at this time. And I love that you were talking, Tara, before about the fact that these women were going to seclusion and kind of rest in, in the moon tents. And um, that's kind of what we, we want to embrace with our menstrual phase, in, even in modern time. Yeah, and so um, what happens when we don't take this time to rest and reflect and you know really turn inwards mm. and and use this as a time for our intuition yeah we really want to give into our slowness at this time we want to nurture and nourish and we want to rest and restore um and it's a really beautiful time to let go as well and i think that's kind of represented in the letting go that shedding of our uterine lining similarly we want to let go of any emotions or beliefs um relationship concepts um things that are not serving us this is a beautiful time to kind of detoxify and, and let go of those mm. yeah um it's also a time that we want to kind of yeah really turn inwards so maybe start to say no to social events that are possibly not going to serve us. Um, and by, by doing that, by turning in, we get that real clarity and wisdom that really comes from our intuition and, and feeding into that more. Um, yeah. And we want to work with that kind of gentle movement, that real self-care aspect. Yeah. I don't know about you, Em, but before I knew this, um, this knowledge, I used to continually push my, my body during mm. this phase. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't realize that it was detrimental to like push my body. And so in Ayurveda, we really see this bleed time as a time of detoxification mm. and um, how, you know, cleansing the, the toxins from our system. And that is a process that takes energy from our body to do that and yeah. so if we're pushing ourselves you know in a work capacity or just even in an exercise capacity mm -hmm. um you know a lot of women now experience a lot of pain yeah and I realized a link between when I did push myself yeah. on the menstrual cycle and I didn't pull back the next month yeah I would be in in pain mm. and it's only recently that I've I've linked this yeah and so I think you know, we're caught up in this busy modern world mm. and we don't have that luxury necessarily to do that, but there is some things that we can do. Yep. We, and this is why working with the moon phases, which we'll yeah. talk about, 
is how you can plan your life around these moon phases so that they work for you. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I think with that menstrual phase and, like you said, that ability to be able to detoxify um, and and feed into that, that lower energy and kind of um, reflect and understand that our hormones are much lower at this time and, and like we said, that our neurochemicals are also going to be much lower in levels at this time. So n- not trying to fight against that but instead really sitting with that um, because remembering that day one of our period is the beginning of our cycle. So if we are not, um, you know, um, kind of going with the flow from the beginning of the cycle, it's going to be really hard and, and resistant for the rest of the cycle. And then as you said, that next cycle is going to be um, taking a hit as a result of that. So really feeding into that lower energy and, um, yeah, feeling Yeah, into and having those nourishing foods, like so those, those soups and yes. so, you know, the steamed veggies and the foods that are easy for our body to break down because in Ayurveda we say that the Agni, which is the digestive fire, is at its lowest mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. So really making allowances for that yep. too. Making things as simple for our body. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, like you said, meals that are going to be highly nutritious but at the same time really easy for our body to put to work as well. Yeah, and if you're lucky enough um, in Ayurveda, we actually say not to cook during this time, um, so to rest. And so, yeah, yeah, if you can get some food brought to you during this time. (laughs) Is that not what Uber Eats was made for? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Or like uh, we'll talk about that later, but even preparing your your meals before – yeah. Um, before this phase exactly and so you don't have to expend that energy definitely yeah absolutely so yes this menstrual phase is our dark moon phase as we were saying so our, our new moon time um so really about um feeling into things sitting with that and allowing our body to rest and restore and kind of nurture um Tara do you want to talk a little bit more about the new moon yeah definitely so the new moon is really about planting seeds for our future dreams so really focusing on our intentions and yeah using our intuition because this is when it's at its highest so creating that space for you to turn inwards Mm. and really um get those messages like I love doing a journaling practice because I know that I'm the most connected at this time so Mm. I get a lot of um yeah inspiration during this time so I definitely recommend that yeah and like we were saying a beautiful time to plant the seeds but also to let go so if we're really um feeling into our intuition we know deep down what it is that we want to let go of and then what we want to bring in bring to life through the rest of the cycle Mm. Mm. so then we move on to the next phase both in menstrual cycle and moon cycle and move into our kind of pre-ovulation cycle here so what is happening um, pre-ovulation or in our proliferative phase is that our estrogen levels particularly our estradiol or our e2 is rising And eventually it will peak at ovulation time. But in the meantime, our pituitary gland in our brain is producing um, follicle-stimulating hormone or FSH to get the ovaries to prepare for an egg. 
So one follicle in one of our ovaries is going to become dominant and this will be the one to produce that estrogen. Now, meanwhile, our uterus is thickening its lining thanks to the estrogen and it's doing this to prepare the uterus for ultimately a fertilized egg, which it is going to implant and grow. Um, so this is our kind of springtime. Um, it's when energy is really starting to rise. It's when new beginnings are coming into play. Um, and this is when we start to really pick up our courage and we start to say yes to a lot more things. Our energy is, is really starting to pick up here as well as our estrogen levels and our follicular um, follicle stimulating hormone as well. Yeah, I love this phase. Mm. For me, this is my action time. Um, I can really focus, uh, focus on my creative tasks. I find um, strategy is really easy for me. And I'm able to, yeah, I've just, I'm more focused and I have mm. more energy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love this phase. Yeah, me too. And it, it makes sense from a scientific perspective. Like we said, estrogen levels are really starting to peak. That is going to increase our excitatory neurochemicals, those neurotransmitters. So we are going to have tons more energy. We're going to be feeling really excited. Um, and before we were talking about in the menstrual phase, that first phase that we're really wanting to start to lay the um, ideas down um, and the, the formulas down. And yeah, this is when that really comes into play here. We um, are going to be so much better at problem solving, but also brainstorming. So it's that perfect time to kind of lay that golden egg idea, which again, like laying the golden egg idea is kind of feeding back into that um, what's happening biologically from a menstrual reproductive mm -hmm. cycle point of view, because we are literally getting ready to, to lay the egg. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so this matches up with the quarter moon phase mm -hmm. as well. So yeah. Yeah. So light is starting to come back into the moon as well. Yeah. Um, and same, yeah, we can see that with our energy picking up. However, it's also really important here um, because we are so excited in this phase of our cycle and our energy is, is so much higher, there can be a tendency here to overcommit and kind of overexert ourselves. So we also want to be kind of... Um, mindful. Exactly. Really <laughs> mindful here that we're not overdoing it so we want to still be listening to our body but at the same time enjoying that um that peak of, of energy and um all of the the wonderful neurochemicals that we're making as well yeah really good point yeah so then we have ovulation so ovulation is literally the release of the egg from our ovary and this is going to happen at that mid-cycle point now our dominant follicle that we were talking about in that previous phase in that proliferative or the pre-ovulation phase that dominant dominant follicle is going to reach about two centimeters in size and when our estrogen levels are high enough it is going to release the egg so our LH or our luteinizing hormone here which is produced again by the brain is going to dramatically increase and that is what prompts the egg's release aka ovulation now, our ovulation is that kind of full moon time or our summer time. Um, so we've got lots to give here. We've got a really open heart. We're feeling really confident, really connected. Um, and, yeah, this is really when, you know, all of those seeds that we've, we've thought about planting in the menstrual phase and then we planted in that pre-ovulation phase now is kind of coming to life. 
Yeah. So the when we look at that moon phase, so the full moon, so the moon has full light. It's reflecting the full light of the sun. Mm. So when we think about our energy, that really shows that we've got the spotlight on us. And so it's a really good time for us to network, to attend meetings, to connect with others. Yes. It's typically when we want to be more social or reach out yep. to more people. So I love to organize events around this time mm-hmm. because it is a time where people are going to be more social. Yep. And when it comes to um, rituals and things like that, mm. I really love to focus on gratitude practice at this yeah, time. Beautiful. And um, yeah, just gratitude for what is in my life and what is to come. So that's what I like to focus on that and forgiveness as well. Mm. I think it's really good to forgive and um, release um, Mm. at that time as well. Yeah. Not only is our energy picking up here, but thanks to those um, neurochemicals, those neurotransmitters again, we are feeling um, mood-wise our best at this point in the cycle. We have that really um, hyper-improved focus. We've got that motivation. We're feeling really happy, but also this is the time that that we're feeling our most confident in ourselves Mm. or should be feeling our most confident. So like you said, an amazing time to be going out and being more social. You said about organizing like events and meetings, but also this is a great time to be going on dates as well. Mm. You're feeling your most confident. Like we said, it's um, the time when your heart is the most open as well. Um, But it's also a really great time to have any really important conversations that you want, want or need to have ultimately as well. Because again, you're going to have that confidence and that motivation to be able to do that here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And a really great time as well to be um, kind of enjoying those more high impact exercise kind of activities as well, because again, we've got, got the most to give at this point in our cycle. Yeah. So what do you recommend there? Um, Rollerblading? (laughs) I'm a roller skater for those of you who don't know, but yeah. um, And also things like group classes, group exercise classes. Yeah. 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 Great time for connection and to really enjoy those those high energy levels as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, So then we also want to make sure during that ovulation point that we are leaving a little bit of fuel in our tank for this next and and final phase of our cycle, which is our luteal phase. Now, biologically here, our emptied follicle turns into a gland called our corpus luteum. Um, At the same time, our basal body temperature is going to be starting to increase. So that corpus luteum is producing some progesterone as well as some estrogen. So by producing progesterone, we're also producing GABA here, which is our kind of calm, relaxing um, neurotransmitter or neurochemical. Now, progesterone is going to peak at about halfway through this luteal phase of our cycle. If an egg um, is fertilized at this point, progesterone is really going to help to support that pregnancy. But if it's not, then our corpus luteum is going to break down, progesterone is going to plummet, and estrogen is going to drop too, and then it's going to lead into, again, that next phase of the cycle, that menstruation phase, when all of our hormones are at their lowest, as we know. Now, while um, progesterone is kind of peaking, our uterus is, is prepping the lining either to support pregnancy or to break down and shed, which as we know is again, menstruation. And progesterone is really supporting this process. 
At the same time, uh, endometrium is producing and releasing prostaglandins and the prostaglandin production is going to be inhibited if we are pregnant. But if not, um, our pr- pr- uh, prostaglandins sorry, are going to kind of constrict and trigger that period. Um, and then our endometrium is going to shed along with that uterine lining. So this is kind of our autumn phase, that kind of slowing down phase, um, again, ready to get to that lowest point. So um, here are relaxing neurochemicals, as we said, are there to kind of help to improve sleep and help us to feel more calm so that we can start to slow down. Um, but this is also the time that we start to see that we have a lot less to give because of mm-hmm. that, that slow dropping um, at that kind of midpoint of this luteal phase. So we're actually also going to be let, uh, lower in energy, but we also are kind of less empathetic here. We're really starting to take that journey towards turning inwards. Um, so we really want to kind of refine and refocus here. Um, and kind of, again, start to feel into and sit with that lower energy point. And that makes so much sense. This is connected to the last quarter moon phase. Yeah. And so this is the waning phase. So mm. we're going from the full moon and mm. that full light mm. to now slowly losing light to come yeah. back into the dark moon. Yeah. So when we look at that, we can just say the moon is losing its light, just like mm. we're losing our energy yes. and slowly going back down. And a lot of um, women come to me Em, and say they get really frustrated during this yeah. this time because they want to you know in our modern society we're still needing to perform all these tasks mm-hmm. and it's frustrating right Definitely. and I just want to say to that and what I say to my clients is that use this phase mm. for the qualities that um you you need it for so like you say it's a really good time to like organize and plan and yeah. and focus on the details and really um reevaluate the last couple of weeks yes. and how you can move forward yeah. into the next stage so each one of these phases like has its unique uh, unique energy and unique flavor to work with mm. and that's the whole point you know where um, this is all cyclical so mm. working with these phases yeah. um, and using yeah using the energy that is there definitely and yeah again kind of using your intuition here to listen to what your body is needing and just like um, you know all of our other little animal friends in in their autumn time they're starting to build their nests and that's something that we can really start to do at this time in our in our cycle in the moon cycle um so you know whether that's like bulk cooking some mm. self-care um really yeah prepping prepping our bodies and our energies for that next point of our cycle um also a really important time to protect our boundaries here as well because we know we're going to have less empathy we've got less energy so starting to say no to things that are not serving us um turning down social events so that we can spend that time really like i said nesting and getting ready for uh, our menstrual phase yeah that that's a such such a good point because before i was tracking my cycle and this used to be such a surprise to me i'm like oh it's that time of yeah. the month again <laughs> and then i would look back on the couple of days before and i could see when we start losing our energy, mm. that's when we have less to give. And, exactly. um, you know, it's when we can become less patient and things like mm. that. Mm. So having this knowledge to know mm-hmm. and giving yourself grace and permission yep. and 
yeah um not expecting so much from yourself as well yes and it's really important and it can be hard because we're coming from the phase before is literally our peak in energy Mm. and and everything and then it's dropping off and that can be really like you said so frustrating because where is our energy gone yeah yeah (laughs) it's quite rapid but we really especially that kind of last five to seven days um here before before our next period we really want to kind of be slowing down um and yeah avoiding anything that's really too strenuous so energy wise but also emotionally as well to yeah kind of slow down here and something that I think is important to note we were talking at the very beginning about um you know the health of our our menstrual cycle as a whole and this is our last phase here so if we haven't had the kind of healthiest flowiest of cycles to this point this is when we're really going to see it so if we have not created enough estrogen we're not going to have enough of that calming um, beautiful relaxing GABA that neurotransmitter to really support us here so this is the time that PMS PMDD can really start to kick in and for a lot of women can actually be quite crippling um, as well I I know that 70% of women experience PMS in some way shape or form so for some of us it can just literally be that kind of um decreasing waning energy level Um, but for others this can be a time when things like anxiety depression um, really start to kick in and it it does make sense and we want to make sure that yeah we are looking as looking after ourselves throughout the full cycle so we can get to this point with enough of that beautiful progesterone to be making enough of that beautiful GABA that nice calming relaxing neurochemical also important here as well to keep in mind, I was talking about that um, production of prostaglandins. The more prostaglandins that we produce, um, the more PMS symptoms we tend to see. So everything from pain to um, hormonal acne and breakouts. If we're producing too many prostaglandins, then we're going to experience more of those symptoms at a higher severity. So again, I think it just goes to show how important it is to look after your health throughout that whole menstrual the whole cycle. The phase whole phases, yeah, exactly. that's so important. Yeah, and touching on that, you know, we've talked about the menstrual cycle here. There are so many things that can interfere with and interrupt a menstrual cycle. Um, so stress is a major one, but also um, over-exercise, not kind of feeding ourselves nutritionally with the right um, nutrients and and things that we need. Um, Also medications, obviously hormonal contraceptives are going to be completely blocking this whole process because as we know, hormonal contraceptives work to make sure that we are not fertile. Yes, so it's we need kind to do of, a whole yeah. episode on that. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely yeah. another episode coming soon. Um, but that's kind of, yeah, preventing that ovulation point. So obviously um, your menstrual cycle is not going to look like this if you are on a hormonal contraceptive. Um, but, you know, also other reasons that we might not have a menstrual cycle and might not have a period, you know, um, amenorrhea is something that I see in a lot of my clients that kind of completely missing period um but obviously also menopause etc we might get to that age where we don't cycle mm-hmm. um kind of biologically following this exact plan anymore and that's okay and i think what's really important here 
is A, to get support if you're not getting a period when you should be. And obviously Tara and I are naturopath and Ayurvedic consultants. So yes, we see a lot of clients with um, issues with PMS and with a cycle not following the exact uh, plan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. Um, But we'd really like to say here, and I think, look, again, we could make this episode go for another five hours if we were going to kind of really explore this more. Um, But yeah, reach out for support if um, you need to and if you haven't already. But also, um, even if you're not cycling and you're not following this ideal menstrual cycle, the moon is still cycling. So you Mm -hmm. can still absolutely um, follow the energy and the kind of – cycle of the moon instead and really feed into that um, and, and really sit with and experience the energy of the moon. Yeah, definitely. And so there is two uh, cycles that there's the white moon and the red moon cycle. Mm. So this can be, you know, from an ideal. So if you are, you know, having a regular period The white moon cycle is when you bleed during the new moon. Which is a cycle that we've we've spoken about today. Yeah, so if this is your, you know, your typical typical cycle. Mm. Um, So this is when you're the most fertile during the full moon. So that is when you're, you know, you're releasing your, you know, you're ovulating. Mm. So this is very much linked to fertility and motherhood. And like we said, you get that surge of intuition um, during your period and that urge to really have that self-renewal. Mm. Um, but then there's another cycle, like a typical cycle, mm. um, not as typical as a white moon, but it's the red moon cycle. And so this follows the full moon. And so what I mean by that is your body bleeds during the waxing or the full moon phase. And this is more associated with shamanism, the high priestess, and healers. So this is when women tend to menstruate um, and really channel their creative energies outward rather than inwards. Mm. So you might experience both of these cycles um, mm. during your time, but it's I think it's really important to to know what phases you're in as well. Yes. And again, just like you can use the um, you know each phase of your your period or the the moon cycle you can do that with this red moon or the white moon as well Mm -hmm. definitely and tara was saying with the white moon you know or the the cycle that we've spoken about today when we're following that you know tara was saying yes that's kind of um associated with with fertility and motherhood but also similarly if you're following this you can know intimately your cycle and um obviously use that to kind of uh plan or similarly on the flip side prevent pregnancy Mm -hmm. but i think it's also nice to um think about fertility and motherhood not only as as literally um fertility and motherhood Mm -hmm. but also kind of um giving birth to ideas and concepts and um really supporting and growing whatever it might be that you're building whether that's your career or your business or um any kind of idea that you have so yeah i think it's nice to think about um fertility in in that other way as well yeah, definitely. And so we hope that we've really empowered you to look at the whole menstrual phase yeah. differently and, and how you can work with the moon phases. Exactly. And how it can be really um, 
liberating and empowering yes, for you. Definitely. And in Ayurveda, we always say that the menstrual cycle is a really good opportunity as like a health checkup to, to yep. make sure, you know, um, it is a report card. Totally. Yeah, it's literally our report card. We can check back for the whole month prior. But also, again, scientifically, we were talking um, with the follicles and how they play such an important role in our, in our menstrual cycle. Their lifespan is actually three months. So not only is our, our period each month, um, ideally, kind of reflecting that past month, but also the three months prior as well. Mm. So, yeah, um, it, it's I think probably the biggest takeaway to start to really um, take note of not only menstrual cycle and what's going on for you, but also those moon phases. An amazing way to, to do this is to actually really start tracking if you're not already. So yeah, definitely. whether that's an app or an old school diary or journal. Um, and I think it's really nice and really important to, yeah, note down what's happening physically, but also emotionally and, and kind of spiritually and mentally at that time as well. Um, so that you can really start to take notice of whether you are naturally following that kind of white moon cycle, as in bleeding with the, with the dark moon or the, the new moon, um, or whether on the flip side, you're actually um, cycling more with that red moon cycle and how each of those feels for you. And like we were saying earlier as well, if it's feeling really resistant and really difficult, kind of thinking about how you might be able to kind of sit um, with and feel into the natural cycle a little bit more if you're not. Um, and yeah, seeing how that starts to feel and how things start to cycle for you when you do sit with and, and really feel into each each phase yeah and I just want to say that this working with the moon cycles mm. and working with the energy of the the menstrual cycle has really changed um my energy yeah. throughout all the phases yeah and I feel so much more connected to myself like yes. so much more connected to my higher self yeah and so I really want to encourage you to do this it's um yeah it's been so life-changing for me yeah me too I can notice it so easily now and um yeah it's amazing it's really so much more enjoyable and mm. like you said Tara so much more empowering to really be able to follow um both cycles the lunar and the the menstrual cycle um more absolutely and I think that is really embracing what a witchy woman is yes. ultimately <laughs> yeah and and you know whether you're um, a woman or, or any human being who experiences a menstrual cycle, starting to take note of what is happening to you during that time, but also, yeah, really um, referencing and, and feeling into what's happening with the moon at the same time. Yeah, so we would love to hear from you if this has empowered you or yeah. if you have any questions, yeah. please let us know, connect with us. Yeah, absolutely. Chuck us a, a like and a follow on Instagram if you haven't already. Yes, and make sure you subscribe. That would help us so much. Yep, and we'd love your reviews as well if you've enjoyed this episode. And we will look forward to talking to you at our next episode. Bye, fellow witch. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth. And kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.